Welcome back, everybody, to the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. We got a really fun episode for you guys today. We are going to be covering mid and late round running backs that the Jets should be targeting. Uh, the Shanahan system throughout the years has always relied on back by committee, but it's always been a dangerous, dangerous attack, even though it's a committee approach. So they're going to I like think the Jets are going to add somebody else. I think there's a handful of really, really good mid round players that'll outplay their draft position, especially on our team. And I can't wait to get into this episode. It's going to be really fun. So the three guys we're going to talk about, I'm going to be covering Mississippi State running back Kylan Hill. Vitor is going to take Louisville's Javian Hawkins. And finally, we're going to close, thing out, close things out with Matt. He's going to be covering UCLA's Demetric Felton. So a lot, of good, uh, a lot of good back speed, explosion, all of that definitely fits the scheme. Let's jump right into it and start off with Mississippi State running back Kylan Hill. I have nicknamed him the Jitterbug. Uh, he is just explosive and violent in every move he makes. You want to talk about a guy that embodies all gas, no brakes? That's Kylan Hill. He will run through you. He will run around you. He will win with speed. He will win with power. He will win with burst. He wins with vision. His feet are excellent. His ability to stop and start in the hole and then find the find the lane and explode through it, uh, it's, it's all there. And if you want to talk about, of all these guys, probably the most versatile of all three of them in terms of can do everything because Hawkins is going to be your pure speed guy. And I love Hawkins. I'm a little jealous that Vidor gets to talk about him to be completely honest, but I it's, I love Kylan Hill too. Um, but you know, Hawkins is your speed guy. Felton is going to be your agility and receiver where he can, you know, run any route you want out of the backfield, be a weapon, weapon in the passing game that the other guys can't. And Kylan Hill is able to do all of that and run you over. And that is where I think he kind of separates from the other two is that he's a really good receiver. I mean, I think he was, he could be utilized more than he is, but he's perfectly serviceable catching perfect, perfectly serviceable running a handful of routes. He's really good at angle routes, runs a great Texas route. Uh, he's got, he's got value there. He's got speed. He's got burst. He can hit the lane. He can get to the corner on outside zone and, you know, make the cut and explode. He's got all of that. And he brings, he brings every pound of his frame to his, his hits. It is he will not go down without a fight. He will give you the shoulder. He will give you the stiff arm. He will hurdle you. He will fight for every single yard. He's the guy that you see legs always turning, twisting and squirming, and he falls forward and he's sticking the ball out over the pylon. And it makes a game that should have been two yards, six yards because effort and grit. And if that doesn't fit the Jets under Robert Sala, then I don't know who does, because this guy, it is just he's he's just everything you want and everything he does you can tell that he does everything on every play to try and win and i love that about him i absolutely love that about him he will do whatever is asked he'll do whatever above and beyond whatever is asked to just try and make a play and the history with kylan hill on top of that is he's been undervalued because he didn't play more than he played one game in 2020 and it was against lsu and he only had like 30-something yards rushing. Well, this was Mike Leach, Mississippi State now. This was a Mississippi State team that could not basically do anything on offense regardless of their players. And he only played one game against an LSU defense that was full of great players. I'm not going to count the one game this year outside of the 1,300 yards he had in the SEC the year before. So he's shown he can do it against top, top competition and produce. So that's big. And then you look at the person he is. Kylan Hill was one of the main people that got Mississippi to change its state flag. And that, to me, just shows that he's fearless and that he's going to do what he thinks is right. 
and that he is a good person that understands the impact of his platform and he's going to use it the right way and he's not going to worry about the backlash where some people might sit there and go, well, I don't like that he's getting himself involved in politics. Well, I would a hell of a lot rather him do that than get himself involved in something he shouldn't be. High I, character. You got to like high character. character. Right. High character. And that's huge for Joe Jugg- Douglas. That's all the time they talk about character. All the time. That very, very rarely under Joe Douglas have the Jets taken a player with character concerns, if at all. I mean, it's I really can't even think of a guy that that would even fall and meet that criteria because they don't even want him. It's not even it's not even on their radar. And Kylan Hill is going to be the guy where it's it's high character, it's high production, it's it's high athletic ceiling and and it's high tape grade. And it's what more what more do you want in the guy? Uh, What more do you want in the guy? I think if you want to look at it from a pro comp comparison, um, I said this on on the MI Jets fans podcast, I did an interview on there a little while ago where off field completely aside, he reminds me of Darius guys. And that it's just violent and explosive. Every play. Those cutbacks, the are are something that I I look at with him and it's like, wow. Yeah. He, he sees that those cutback lanes and he hits them hard and he bursts through them. Like burst through them. Yeah. Absolutely. His, it's no fear, no hesitation. I don't want to say foot in the ground because he's he's a pitter-patter guy where it's I'm just going to pitter-patter and then cut and then a little jump here and do, 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 do. And it's it's hard to describe over over audio, but his his feet are one of my favorite things about him. Yeah, with him, you just got to make sound effects and it's yep. accurately describes what he does. <laughs> that is that is the best. That is the best way to describe Kylan Hill's tape. Is you're sitting there making your own sound effects, like giggling like an idiot, watching him make people look silly. That is that was it. That was it. Got to do your best, like Police Academy. Uh, uh-huh. guy. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was great. That was I. I Matt, you should have taken Kylan Hill and just said that and ended because that's better than anything I could have I could have explained in a handful of minutes here. Um, well, okay, yeah, yeah. Vitor, anything to add on Kylan Hill? Oh, same thing as you guys. I just would like to pass block a little better, but yeah, this is easily. Cool. Yep, and he has average long speed. My guy Hawk. Yeah, you know, he can the ball to the house on every play. And he he yep. was kind of bad. but overall, it's what you said. He's a great, great player. Great, great Where do you have him graded at? Uh, what, what round do you have him? Uh, well, my grade, he is like a a solid, solid early to mid third round grade. Yeah, I, I'm same. Yeah, if if I had to put him on a on a big board, he'd be like sixty fifth through seventy fifth. Yeah, I think that's right around where I have. I have him at seventy sixth. Yeah. Yep, I wouldn't be. I don't have any quells with that at all. No, and he's projected to go in like the fifth or sixth round, where most of these guys are, and and, and that's that's crazy. And I get running backs are undervalued. Believe me, I'm the king of the don't draft or don't pay running backs camp. But it's but these guys are better than where they're being projected. See, yeah, but with these guys specifically, because right. they are also weapons in the receiving game. Agreed, and yep. you that kind of value sort of should push them up a little bit, you think. You would think, and you would also think just at least in in Hill and in Hawkins' case, 
explosion and ability to create for themselves in short areas is something yep. that will get will put a running back in the NFL and they'll find a successful career if they can be explosive in short areas and create for themselves they'll be something and and those guys have it they have it in spades uh, it's I'm really surprised that they're not talked about more not that Felton doesn't but Felton Felton is different in that he's his value comes from what you're getting out of him as a receiver more than it is what you're getting out of him as a runner. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> well, you want to go? Uh, you want to just transition to Felton? Then uh, it seems like All a good right, yeah, a go, good transition. Go Let you take over there. <laughs> so every now and then, there, you find these players that maybe you just fall in love with, and you, you'll die on their hill no matter yeah. what, even if it's if it's not really warranted. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's Felton for me. Yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, he's a running back, wide receiver hybrid. Uh, but I have to be careful, of course, uh, not be too much of a homer because there is a tale of two players here. There's the guy who has some seriously impressive tape and there's also the guy that puts up some really gross numbers at his pro day. Yeah. Yeah. It would be hard pressed to ignore that part of the argument, but it I, is really hard pressed. Uh, I don't see it on tape. I don't see it on tape, but, but I mean, there's a place for these analytics that say that he's pretty much an undraftable yeah. Uh, person, but yeah, it's I, not bad. I, it's historically I, I, bad. It's yeah, historically what, bad. Relative athletic score that uh, it was like one of the worst ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I get it. I, I see the he's only five eight. He's not a tall guy. Right. He was right. listed he a lot bigger crazy. for a while. Yeah, but, but you know he plays bigger because uh, even though True. he's five eight, he. he he has like a very low center of gravity mm-hmm. and uh, sort of as a Maurice Jones, he's high cut. Kind of yeah. He'll people bounce off of them. Uh, he does have a, a really good stiff arm too. And he he's able to run through some guys and, and make plays just through that alone. Uh, but that's not where he's going to make his money. He's going to make his money with his vision yeah. and his jump cuts uh, at the line of scrimmage and in uh, cutback lanes. He can find these, as good as almost anyone. And then he'll hit them with the jump cut and he'll make people miss all day in the open field. He's a, he's just a menace. Like people will, he's leaving defenders grasping for air a lot. Yeah. And it's something that I, so I sometimes value more than speed and burst. Uh, even though I probably shouldn't, but I, yeah. I fall in love with these running backs that, that are just, all over the place with their with their feet and defenders just don't know where to go yeah. when they're looking at them. Yeah, I love it too. I mean, that's it, when you're talking about what I value in running backs, create for yourself is like in parentheses it says jump cuts. Like that's it's you got to have a good jump cut because it's the best way to change direction, keep your shoulders square, make people miss and and find the lane all at the same time. Exactly. I mean, even though the, the, the his pro day scores are saying, hey, this guy's not athletic. I mean, the tape says something different. The guy <sighs> can definitely change direction quickly, even has a little burst to, to pull away afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I've seen him pull away from entire defenses with all of them just chasing and eating his dust. Yeah. So he has yeah, the Pac-12 oh, isn't slow. They're, no, they're not slow. Uh, I, I, I forgot which cornerback it was on the. Uh, Oregon State, but he, he's pretty fast, and he was still not able to keep up with Felton, uh, even though he ran like a four five eight, I believe. Yeah, and uh, it's 
it, whenever I see those stats and then look at the score, I'm like I, his tape, I just I, I don't see the same player. Yeah. It makes you wonder what happened for sure, and it, it almost makes you you almost want to question the numbers, or, or you're thinking like, did, did he pull something like the morning of his workout? Did you know what was he under the weather? Like, is there is there some other reason to explain? historically bad. It's one thing to have underwhelming testing numbers, and I don't think anyone was looking at Demetric Felton going, his testing numbers are going to blow the doors off anybody. But when it comes in this low and this low across the board, it's it's eye-opening. And it really makes you, right, you have to take notice and you have to figure out why it is that way. And everything that I've read about him says that he has a really high character and great work ethic. For sure. I don't think it's that. No, and, but usually if there's an injury that comes out like right after, right? The agents are going to go to work to get that out. So everyone goes, oh, he was hurt. And they don't blame the numbers on, oh, he's a bad athlete. But there's been none of that. So right. it, it's a mystery to me. Yeah. I really can't explain it. Um, but one of the uh, pro comps that I think you came up with was uh, James White. Yeah, I think he would fit that role perfectly. Yeah. It's just a yeah, running back wide receiver hype. Patriots don't beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl without James White. Nope. And uh, I think that kind of player has uh, some great value in this offense. Absolutely, being able to run multiple routes out of uh, out of the backfield and not just work in the work in the flats. Yeah. No, the Jets really don't have him. don't have that guy. He, he can definitely. I mean, he's by no means is he uh, a three down running back. No. He's not going to be a bell cow. He's not going to do short yardage, uh, but he's he's got a role. And Absolutely, he's probably one of the better guys to fill that role. Absolutely, he could be he could be the discount version of Debo Samuel, except at running back. Yeah, and and it's okay. you know he starts out of the formation. You go empty, and he's out split out wide and empty, and you can if everybody you know spreads out, you motion him back in at running back and give him a handoff. Or the next play, you do the same thing, but then he takes it on a jet sweep. And there's there's options with that. And it's the versatility, especially when it comes to the Shanahan system, is that plays have to look the same at the snap. And it's why versatility is so key to them, where if you're bringing in Felton and you line him up at wide receiver, that can't be weird. You know, that can't be like un- unorthodox for you. Like it's not going to it's not going to fool the defense if they see, oh, well, now he's at receiver and he's never in at receiver. Well, this is something fishy's going on here. And I think Felton gives you that versatility better than any of the other of these guys we're talking about today, where you can design the most plays for him, if that makes any sense, where oh, he's going to he's going to add you more plays f- schemed for him for your offense than anybody else running the same plays out of multiple formations. Yep. He's the kind of guy you're going to need in that kind of system. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you want to look at it, they could run some nasty, nasty leak plays with him. Oh yeah. I'm just thinking about it now. Yeah. Yeah. They can do a lot of pretty things. Yeah, you get in, you get into a 22 personnel and it's short yardage and you have him, like run what looks to be an outside zone and he leaks out the other way. And it's, yeah, it could, you could have some fun stuff. And I, I said, you know, what I really like about Belton knows where to be when he's a check down. It's really, yeah. really cool. And really, really rare for a young player, you know, coming out mm-hmm. of college. Yeah. It shows he was a receiver. 
Yep. Yeah, he definitely exactly. has that, that background that, that he falls on quite often, and he does it well. And he made the transition to running back very seamlessly. Yeah. I, I, watching him this year, I was like, this guy just started playing this mm-hmm. position. And he, yeah. he looks like he's been playing it for a while. Yeah, that's, that's a really underrated point. And I think it's it's what you're looking at things outside of his testing numbers. But that's one you can look at and go, well, the guy just figures it out. Yeah, he's a football player. It's, you know, it doesn't matter what you ask him to do. He'll do it. He'll do it. That's that's big. That's certainly big. Uh, yeah, I like I like Felton a lot. I I certainly am, am off put by the testing numbers. But but something tells me that there's more to that story than we know. There has to be. I mean, it's definitely affected my grade on him. I had, oh, for sure. I had a fourth round grade on him before. Ooh. Uh, those numbers sort of shocked me, and maybe sort uh, not maybe I, I I have bumped him a little bit to the to the fifth round now. Yeah. Uh, I will not be in the camp that says he's undraftable because there's oh, no. way too much there to no. say that he yeah. he has a place in this league. No, he's too skilled. It, it, apart from his testing numbers, he's too skilled. He's too good at getting open. He's too good as a he'll be a a change of pace receiving back at worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's 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 valuable. That's that's a draftable player. Yeah. All right. Let's get to uh, let's get to Javian Hawkins. Um, if you want to talk about, you know, fun guys, I'm just going to go ahead and st- say with this Vidor, I'm jealous. He's my favorite player in this class. Enjoy. Yeah, you know, talking about running backs, we're going to talk about team speed, and this is a perfect match, right? Yep. Hawkins and Jets team speed. It's perfect. Yep. It's perfect. Now, matchmaking happens. He ran the, the, the outside down in college, and he showed you what he can do. He can bounce off, cut back. He also mm-hmm. can turn the corner. He has the speed. So, yep, you look no at the guy. Okay, this guy can cut back. He's fast, fast enough to turn the corner. He's your fit. To the wide zone too. You know, when I look at Hawkins, I'm like, this guy just needs to be coached. You know, because sometimes when running, I was like, he's, he's dancing around, he's lying on scrimmage way too much, he needs to be more decisive. When, when you, you look at John Vance outside zone, wide zone clinic, say, the running back must zone with the offensive line. And I'm watching Hawkins, I'm like, he must zone with his, his offensive line. And the moment Jets draft this guy and they teach him to do that, he's going to be. Really, really, really good. Really good. So, when you, when, and you get high jumps, you get having Coleman, you get Javen Hawkins, you have a mm-hmm. backfield. You have a yeah. really, really yeah. good backfield. You know, Hawkins, he's not Felton. You know, he's not used as a receiver as much. He's barely used as a receiver. Yeah, it really isn't. Yeah. But he shows you what you want on a runner on an outside zone team. Absolutely. He's got great speed, outside speed. He yep. can cut back. He has nice vision. He has long speed. You know, he can take the ball. To, I won't say mm-hmm. he's super but he's fast. You know, yeah. if the defenders try to catch him, they won't. So I, I was like, man, this guy, I think the guys are going to take this guy. I really oh, do. Yeah. I just know the player. I'll, I'll be heartbroken if they don't. <laughs> nah, I'll be, I'll be completely know, honest. I'll be heartbroken if they don't. Maybe San Francisco out jumps the Jets, takes him first. Yeah. But perfect fit for the Jets. You know, he, he's the running back that, you know, for five years, four years in his rookie deal, he will be, he may be your guy. You know, oh, I know that yeah. you're going to run in a running back by committee, but he may be your, or he knows her, you know. I agree. 
I agree. Yeah. It won't be a running back by committee for very long because he's going to be so good in that system that you know they're going to. He's you know, just going to take the like, touches. It's a match meeting happen, you know. The white zone requires everything that Hawkins has. Yeah, speed, the back, speed, speed. You know, and the fact that he's not a let's say refined receiver, you can work on it. You know, yeah, he's he got the athleticism for sure. He does, and you can use it in a variety of ways, as you're, as you're saying, Andrew. You can mm-hmm. use this guy lining up on the outside, calling a jet jet motion. Yep, jet sweep. That needs to run the jet speed. You can yep. make an orbit motion, let him run a flare, catch the ball, pull the receiver block, has mm-hmm. the speed, has the cutback, he can bounce off defenders. So, yep. you know, I, I'm a guy that, hey, don't rep running back. Don't rep running back. Mm-hmm. Get running back. Same here. Get back. But if, if you're there, you know, the fourth, the fourth round comes yep. to close. No one has big pocket. Jump back to the fourth round and take the guy. Yeah, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta you gotta make sure you get him because he's he's the fit and the, the Niners are going to be wanting him. Any team that that has a need at running back and runs outside zone is going to want him, and yep. it's it's because you know he's such he's such a good fit. Um, I I love him for a multitude of reasons. First off, he grew up 15 minutes from my hometown. So hometown kid, that's always I actually didn't even know that until I, I after I'd already seen his tape. It was so funny to learn. Uh, so there's that. Uh, he's a teammate of Mackay Becton, former teammate of Mackay Becton, rushed for fifteen hundred and twenty five yards. When everyone was watching Mackay Becton push defensive ends out of the screen, they were missing JV and Hawkins cutting behind him and going for sixty. Yeah. Yeah. I I he's great. He's awesome. One thing that sort of goes uh, unnoticed is that he's actually a pretty good pass blocker as well. Yeah, uh, the entire year he's only gave given up uh, three pressures. <laughs> yeah, he's willing. That's, that's he's willing. He's, he doesn't care about yeah. his own size. That's for sure. He'll yeah. he'll when the like Vitor was saying yeah. where where he dances a little bit, but I think it's more of a he's not afraid to go inside. He'll do it. I think his vision it's good, but he's just a little more. It's like he needs to see the crease be a little more open than I would like for him to hit it. But when it's open, that's it. He hits it, no hesitation. Yeah, it's not it's not the most natural vision, but he 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 can once he yeah. sort of develops that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the limit. And he's fast he has, enough has, to make up for it. Yeah, he has better vision when he passes the line of scrimmage. You know, behind the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. he when he gets to the second level, he knows where to cut, knows when to bounce off the outside. It's really cool. And about pass blocking, you know, what I feel is he he's like he, he uses his body as a weapon. As a set, you know. And the NFL is going to face bigger guys, and he may struggle at it, but he will give you everything he has. And this is good yeah. to watch on tape. Yeah, and and this is it. Kind of goes to to coaching, where if you're asking JV and Hawkins to pass block in the NFL, that's kind of a you problem. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's that's kind of like okay, like yeah, you want to knock the five nine hundred and ninety five pound back who runs four three for not being a good pass blocker. Well, why are you asking him to pass block? Yeah. Like you want to see him improve, obviously, but it's kind of like, I don't, I'm not as much worried about it because it's not what I would want him doing. Yeah. Hmm. He he saw 21 targets as a pass catcher in college, but he was his left receiver in high school. And I just read it. He did not register a drop in high school playing slot receiver. Yeah. There's something there, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and and they used him in high school on the same type of thing we're talking about. It was jet sweeps, reverses Definitely. in the backfield. Yeah, yeah. Like it was it was the whole nine. He actually uh Coco High School where JV and Hawkins went played against oh, I can't remember the name of the high school, but it was a high school in Jacksonville, it's where Mac Jones went. And Mac Jones' team was undefeated. It was the like second play of the state championship when they were against each other in high school, and JV and Hawkins took a jet sweep for eighty. Anyway, he would be an offensive weapon. Yeah. yeah. Running back, line up on the block. Yeah. How do you guys feel about this comp? Uh, he's Philip Lindsay plus plus plus. <laughs> I, I do like that. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to sign Lindsay or maybe go after it, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I thought they could have too. And I think yep. that it, it, Hawkins is the same type of guy where it's. It, he's gonna. He's just the perfect fit, and and if you look yep. at what the Niners have added in their running back room, it, it's just JV and Hawkins clones. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, a running back room of Ty Johnson, Hawkins, Coleman. You know, Michael P. Ryan, and that would be a wasted draft pick. Yeah. Who's yeah. the odd man out in that? Josh Adams. Josh Adams. Yep, easily. <laughs> And I think uh, it's it's almost a shame because they would have no nobody that's like your true goal line like power back guy. But yeah. I mean, there's other ways around that. Uh, there's there's yeah, other, there's other, other pullback guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's other there's other plays you can call, and, and it's not like that. At some point in the future, if it becomes an issue that they can't sign a cheap goal line back, that's going to be yeah. you know that's his whole role. Is just get carries in the goal line. Jordan Howard in Philly. Jordan like, Howard, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Like it's 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 not for what these guys do with when they're not on the goal line. You got to get there first, and these guys will get you to the goal line. I'll figure out how to get in later. Yeah. Where do you have them graded? As I said, late four for Hawkins, I believe. Great value, great value. Uh, I don't count because I'm a homer, mm-hmm. but but he's, you know what? I'm gonna do it. He's a second round player for me. Ooh, I don't care. I, I, <laughs> Going I don't, for it. Late second, but 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 he he makes it. I think like if you want to like I was saying with we were saying with Kylan Hill of where would he fall in a top fifty? Probably sixty, which is which is solid second round. The rule is every running back, number one, starts in the third round. That's the rule of running backs don't matter their crowd. Yeah. And I don't, and it's, it's kind of like where it's like, I can give a, a good grade on a running back and say, you are a second round graded player, but I'm not going to take you until the third round because you're a running back. Where it's, it's the, my philosophy in team building and my philosophy in grading butt heads all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I have him solidly in the in the fourth round, right, right in the middle. I don't hate that at all. Again, as much as I love him, that's that's his real value. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be up front. I'm yeah. No, this is this is we're not. It's not always perfectly objective around here. Sometimes you just love guys and you pound the table for them. Yeah, I mean, all it takes yeah. is one GM to feel the same way you do. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just hope it's not Joe Douglas, right? 
<laughs> yeah, no. As as much as I love Javian <laughs> Hawkins, if they take him at thirty four, I'm going to be pissed. But it's <laughs> you know that's we're we're splitting hairs here. No, um, yeah, I think that'd be good. Uh, any other honorable mention late round guys you guys like? This running back group, it's got a lot of good players, and it's and it's adds to why the the running backs don't matter again. Is there's just so many of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to throw uh, Kenneth Gainwell's name out there. Uh, I like him. He's he's another guy that's uh, that's got a wide receiver background and Ooh. can uh, sort of play that hybrid role. Yeah, um, he does. He, he doesn't have the same concerns as uh, as maybe uh, Felton does with uh, his uh, his uh, measurables, but right. uh, he he can get it done. Oh yeah, he's yeah. A lot of people like him. Um, I'm a I'm a low key big Khalil Herbert fan. I, I like him a lot. I, he's, I do like him too. Yeah, good vision, good burst. He's he's Aaron Jonesish. Uh, he's yeah, he's tiny, and he'll he'll, he'll get up on you quickly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just the way his feet move, he just glides, uh, and that's what that's what reminds me of of Aaron Jones a little bit. Is that like especially in his his cuts and outside zone where it's like he's cutting through the C gap. That left leg, just that skinny leg cut, and then it's just gliding. It looks just like Aaron Jones. I just really wish they used him more as a receiver. I, I would have yeah. loved to see him play that role a little bit more and see what he could do in, as a after the catch. Yeah. What about Chuba Herbert, Oklahoma State? I like him. Oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> uh. 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 We're gonna we're gonna open that can of worms. Okay. Um. Yeah, I am not a Chuba Hubbard fan. He's got the speed, uh, sure. Browner? And that's it. And that's about it. If yeah. you touch him, he's down. <laughs> yep. If you if you stand in front of him, he's down too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bolster was the gunner in the NFL before Kyle Shanahan John Ben. Yeah, and and with speed. I can I can understand it because the speed is real. It is, and as he's bigger than he gets credit for, and I think he doesn't use that size and I think that's a negative, but he is big and the speed is certainly there and the vision is there sometimes, but I'm, I just feel like Chuba Hubbard. Do you guys remember a a few years back coming out of San Diego state? Do you remember Donnell Pumphrey? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Chuba Hubbard to me where it's the, the holes were huge during the years of production and it's the guy takes advantage of what's given to him and never got a yard after that. And it was just like, I, I wanted to see Chuba Hubbard do more for himself. And there were way too many times where I saw a, a, bl- a play not blocked perfectly, but blocked somewhat well. And it wasn't good enough for him. And it made me like, huh. And then I watched Javian Hawkins who creates for himself all the time. And I'm sitting here going, well, do What's what can Chuba Hubbard do that Hawkins can't? That's 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 the main point here. Doesn't create. Doesn't have creativity, ability of Hawkins or Hill. He's just the best guy. Yeah. What I'm saying is, maybe there six, seven round. The Jets are needing a very very fast back. Better guy like Hubbard. Yeah, I mean, he would fit the scheme. Uh, it's not that he wouldn't fit the scheme, and I can see how the things that he's weaker at, the scheme would mitigate to a degree, and it would it would help him be a better player. I don't think... I, I really don't like Chuba Hubbard 
but I think I don't like Chuba Hubbard because of the name he was given before. And that if I'm taking that aside and I'm actually looking at Chuba Hubbard in a vacuum and I'm grading him, he's like a late fifth round player. Uh, yeah, that's right. I, well, I have him early fifth. That's, uh, yeah. uh, somewhere, somewhere in the fifth round. I'm, I'm looking at my rankings right now and every single running back I have in the first four rounds, I have a little star next to the, to the, the prospects that I really like. Mm-hmm. She was the, the only one in going even into the fifth round that doesn't have a star next to his name. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. really, I really like the lead. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying completely. And, and preference is obviously going to make a, a difference in anybody's evaluations. Everyone has their own things that they value higher and lower. And and I certainly when what you're saying with elite traits, I get it with most other positions. I'm the same way. And I look for elite traits to build off first and foremost because they give you a floor and you have to have an athletic floor when you're playing professionally. And I definitely see that argument with Chuba Hubbard, where he has an athletic floor and his speed is real. And it's it's not going to just not be real in the NFL because it's plenty real for the NFL in, anyway already. So I. I understand that aspect and I'm considering he's going to be a later round pick. I really am not going to be upset regardless because he's a later round pick. Yeah. It works out. It works out. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, fast translates at, at all levels. Yeah. Speed kills. You can't teach it. Yeah. That's why I'm so, so, so again, speaking about Michael P. Ryan, you know, the fourth round of like, you know, I, yeah. I, I didn't like that like, pick at the time either. Yeah. You know, it's like, I really, I really understood more picking Josh Morgan than picking Ryan. Yeah. Although Piran has some, some value as a receiver as well. Yeah, he, does. Uh, he does. He does. They didn't really use him. Gase definitely didn't use him at, at no. that role very much or no. in any role, really. Yeah, you know, Gase, well, Gase didn't throw to running backs, know, period, even though they just had Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Everything that's more adequate is. So that's, that's, that's her yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. There's 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 a lot of options. There's not a lot of roles, and it it feels like the Jets have to do. I don't want to say they have to do something, but they really should because yeah. there's there's just too many good scheme fits and too many guys that fit the criteria. And it, it's kind of the if you can encapsulate what Kyle Shanahan has wanted in his team. It's they want to win in the trenches. They want to run down your throat and they want to stop the run and rush the passer. That's it. And, and that it's, you know, you got to stockpile running backs to do that because it's just like defensive linemen for me where the, a, a backup defensive lineman who's at full strength and full stamina and, and ready to go is going to be more effective than a starting defensive lineman who's tired in the fourth quarter. Well, the same thing goes with running backs, where if you got two or three guys who are four, 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 three speed, and you got linebackers chasing them around the field all game long, and then in the fourth quarter, you can bring in a third guy who's got speed, where maybe Chuba Hubbard's your, your cleanup guy. 
maybe Chuba Hubbard's year, we let Ty Johnson and Tevin Coleman do the the heavy lifting on early downs, and we bring Chuba Hubbard in late in the game on a on a reverse play, and he's at full strength, and no one else can touch him at full strength. I could see that completely, and I wouldn't necessarily be upset by it, but I just wonder. Like compared to the other guys we talked about, compared to Kylan Hill and compared to JV and Hawkins, it's not even a discussion for me. Like or, or Felton, even I, I like Felton much more than I like uh, Chuba Hubbard. All right. I mean, I, I think it's, I think that JD's pretty happy with the room that he has, which right. is why I lean more towards if he does take somebody, it's probably going to be in the later rounds. Yeah, uh, maybe and from the fourth to fourth yeah. round up agreed um because i'm pretty happy with ty johnson and coleman yeah as those power two I, I i see the value that you're saying if we just had that third guy hey right i mean yeah and and, I, and who's honestly it could be josh adams i'm not gonna sit here and say that it's not the same exact type of thing where he's gonna have the speed aspect but if you're tired from running around it's harder to tackle a six two 220 pound running back coming at you full speed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about thunder, right? It's all about keeping things fresh and, and the jets need a little thunder. I mean, especially in their run game, they, that's the identity they want. They want to be the imposing team. So I could, I could see from that aspect as well. Um, yeah. I, I think regardless of, of what it is, they're going to have to, they're going to have to do something. Um, I want to pivot really quick, guys, because we haven't had the opportunity to talk about this. I think this could be a quick little end segment uh, since we'd already covered, you know, we got our guys running backs. We covered some honorable mentions. Uh, let's cover the Sam trade a little bit. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, quick, quick little quick little recap on, on the Sam trade. Uh, they got more than I thought they were going to. I a second rounder and a fourth rounder for a guy that threw more six touchdowns last season. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, it's a second and a fourth for 2022, but it's still very good value considering. Yeah, yeah. I think if you if you package the value, um, uh, I forget where I heard this before. I heard this the other day, but if you package the value of of all three of the picks, where it's a sixth this year and then a second and a four next year, it's like a really really high two this year. Uh, yeah, that, that makes sense value wise. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think that we're going to keep all these picks this year. I. Agreed. I imagine JD's going to trade up at some point. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, like it's like we talked about last week with JC Horn, where you know they could have the ammo they need. They don't need all this mid round, you know, ammo to have all these mid round players, and that it might be worth taking some of those away to go get a really good prospect. I mean, it could be. It. I think that's what this ammo does for you. It's just more of that. Yeah. And one of the biggest positives I think of this trade is that we can finally, you know, set a direction. Yes. Uh, there's just so much up in the air. You have the the factions of fans, like right. the, the, the people that just stand by Sam no matter what. Yeah. And then you got people that are just ready to move on. Like yep. now I, I feel like we can do that. And that's kind of I, I, I like that feeling. It's sort yes. of a weight lifted. Yes, absolutely. This would have been this would have been murderous if we had to wait until the night of the draft. Yeah, yeah. I've been on pins and needles just waiting for this trade to go down. Yeah, hoping that it happens. Yeah. You know, you know what I like about Douglas Brad Comfort? You know, he may it, 
big thing here. Andrew tweeted that. He realizes that getting a new quarterback that's the bottom financially. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, it resets the contract structure. It's more about this than what you think Sam can be. It's about, yeah. hey, let's get a great team around that rookie that will cost the spend. As simple as that. And they have the second pick of the draft, the deep quarterback class. Douglas, you know, you know, what was great for me was like, hey, Joe Douglas thinks exactly the way I do and the people that yeah. can put all around here too. You know, yeah. it's great. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The the things he says and the reasons he gives and and with Joe Douglas, he's very, very good at, you know, talking in code and not giving anything away. But every now and again, you can you can kind of tell that he's speaking out of the side of his mouth a little bit and letting you into the process. And when the the stuff you hear that's like that, it's it's all what you want to hear. I mean, he he the Douglas has said that if they didn't have the second pick, they probably would keep Sam. So that to me says that they think that Zach Wilson, who it seems like it's going to be next year is going to be as good or close to as good, if not better or slightly worse than Sam Darnold in the same situation. And Zach Wilson's contract seals the deal because if clearly if it was all about the rookie contract, then Joe Douglas wouldn't say if we weren't at two, we'd be staying with Sam because what if they were at three then you're basically saying, Justin, we have Sam Darnold graded higher than we have Justin Fields graded. And we're keeping Sam because we think that he can be better and where we want him to be faster than Justin Fields would be. And so I think that's kind of the the window into the process is that clearly they liked Sam. Clearly they didn't feel forced into taking a new quarterback, even though some of us may have our own opinions on that, but they clearly feel that Zach Wilson is too good of a guy and the contract structure is too good to pass up to try and keep Sam. And, and that's that's the that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is for the team. And it's like Joe, Joe Douglas said, for the best interest of the team and everybody involved, this was the way to do it. And it is. I, th- I think it was a little bit more vague with the. Uh... His uh, uh, if we weren't at uh, if we didn't have two, I think it was if we had a, a pick a, l- a little lower. That's true. He, he didn't say three. He did say if it was a little lower than two, which which might have been more if Sam played better to where you're picking seven. Maybe, yep. you know, you yeah. feel better about keeping him. That's a that's a good point. I mean, he probably wouldn't have answered if somebody true. had to follow up like, oh, how far? Yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't. Yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he also said a, a lot of things that a lot of people were thinking leading up to all this uh-huh. uh, for reasons why we should move on with the contract, right. with the positioning yep. of the pick. Uh, and, and also with the, uh, with r- rumors out there like, Oh, maybe they'll keep Sam and draft uh-huh. yeah. and everybody's thinking like, no, this would be horrible. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And uh, it was actually refreshing to hear him like just reiterate that he was thinking about these things too. And, and not just, yeah winging it yeah no it, it it definitely it definitely was was good to see and and i'm happy i'm really happy for sam i want to make very clear that yeah. as as much as i thought we needed to move on from sam darnold i'm still going to be a fan i still want him to succeed i'm i'm glad i think carolina is a great spot for him i think joe brady is just the type of coach that fits what sam darnold does best he's going to have the best weapons around him he's ever had 
I, I mean, it's it's a good situation for him. I think it's a good situation for the Panthers. I think the Jets got a, a more of a return than people were expecting them to get. I, I think it's a good situation overall. And best of all, I'm only a couple hours away from Charlotte and the Jets are at Carolina this season. Hey. So we're getting we're getting shots and we are then taking shots and then we are going to Charlotte this year, boys. Yeah. And hey, if he's if he does succeed, great. It's in the right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's I was I was talking I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day where I was trying to like hint hint birthday, you know, think about it. Um <laughs> but I, I mentioned I was like it's a win-win because either the Jets win, and case cool, I went to a Jets game and they won, or Sam Darnold wins and I get to see him get some revenge that's quite honestly deserved. Yeah. Yeah, that's a win-win. That's a win-win. Well, all right. Uh, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Um, we're going to have our GM roundtable special next week right before the draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go through each pick in each scenario. Uh, two of us are going to be acting as area scouts with one acting as the general manager with the final say. And at the end of it, we're going to have a full Oklahoma Drill podcast draft class for you guys to judge and go from there. A little bit different of a show than normal, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a really good one. Um, as always, you can find me at Andrew Golden underscore 17 on Twitter. Uh, other guys, go ahead and let's get out of here. Find me at, at Zazzy Jets. And you can find me at Zito All right. This has been the Oklahoma Drill Podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening and getting closer and closer to the draft just a little bit away. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes, and we'll be back soon. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.